días, muchachas. Buenos días, chica. <laughs> I just got to see you, and this is kind of fun that we're still talking. For those of you that don't know, we just spent, was it 12 days? Mm -hmm. In the rainforest mm. of Costa Rica. Sharing together. a bedroom. We did. So the fact that we are still friends, that we're still speaking. It's a testament to our strength and grace. It's huge. <laughs> Resilience. Grit. It is huge. <laughs> oh, shoot. So it's like, oh, what are we going to talk about today? Because we've been talking for a long time now. We have been talking for a long time. Well, you had the idea to speak about the questions that we were posed by our good friend Anna yes. at the beginning of that retreat and yes. the sort of overarching um, theme I would say is intention yes. setting an intention and exploring said yes. intention the aforementioned the aforementioned intention yes I don't know if you're like me but I remember when I first got into like the self-help development growth world, mm. I felt like all I did was listen to people talk about what's your intention? What's such your intention? And I was like, this is obnoxious. And um, I'm now like eight years in. Yeah. And I think I get it now, but it's taken me eight years to be mm. like, oh, that's why we set an intention. What do you get? that you yeah. didn't get? Um, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, that's nice. Like every yoga practice has an intention. And I thought, oh, that was nice. But as soon as I would like, ooh, I'll think about this, like it would flutter away and I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't remember it throughout my yoga practice. I would set the intention and then I'd like, I'd come to the end of class and I'd grab my shoes and I'd leave, right? So it, wasn't, mm -hmm. it didn't seem that powerful or useful for me. Um, however, I think I now understand that that's because I didn't really have a, a solid relationship to setting an intention. So part of setting the intention is probably exploring your relationship to doing it and why would you bother? So I think I've, I've now gotten to a place where I set an intention so that I can get what I want. I mean, it's that simple. So when I go on a retreat for 12 days in the rainforest, and I know we're going to be like digging into things that are confronting and tough to be with um, and all of that, it's hard work. Uh, it's, for me, it's incredibly emotional work. Um, if I set an intention, it kind of like helps me tether back to like, what am I doing all this for? Why am I, you know, uncovering these things that I don't want to look at? Why am I asking people about the impact that I have on them? Because that is hard to hear. Mm -hmm. All right. Because I set these intentions early on and these, these are things that I really want. Mm. I know when... Anna sort of yeah. 
first put these questions forward and we'll write Anna's name in the in the little notes at the bottom. Um, I'm, Let me I'm, hesitate, I'm hesitating to pronounce Anna's surname. Anna, I'm just going to say it. Hewler? Hewler. Hewler. She is Hula? Swiss. Hewler. So there's a lot of letters and it's not pronounced the way it looks. Anna Hewler. I like it. Mm. I'll spell it in the in the notes right here. Yeah, just put a pile of vowels in there. <laughs> put loads of U's and I's and E's and some more U's. Um, yeah, when Anna first, you know, laid out the questions yeah. um, and she was like, oh, I might do it in a survey. And I was like, no let's let's all write them down because I will want to look back at them during the retreat yeah and I'm just um I'm just connecting that to you saying oh you know when I first started yoga I would set an intention and an hour later I hadn't thought about that intention once yeah left the mat didn't even remember the intention yeah um and sort of to that point, it seemed important to me that I would write these um, these questions down in my notebook. And then, as I said to Anna, I will have them to look back at during the retreat. And lo and behold, I didn't look at them again the entire twelve. We did it on day one. One. And, and I didn't look back at them at all. Yep. Didn't look at them. Um until you accidentally fell upon your own <laughs> answers at the airport on the way home mm. same same thing I did not go back and look at them at all yeah so I'm then questioning is it important uh -huh. to remember one's intention I don't know the answer to that it seems to me um, that on this occasion, it wasn't important that I had it consciously at the fore of my mind. Um, you or did have it. Like you pulled these intentions into your conscious mind at the beginning, yes? Mm -hmm. So you wrote the first question and you wrote a pile of things, as you say. Mm -hmm. So at some point during the retreat, the very first day, you did have it in the front of your mind. Yeah. And then it went somewhere. And then on your flight, your flight home, when I texted you, you were like, oh, gosh, I looked at mine, too. You saw it. And what did you notice? Like, did you get the things that you had? Did you get what you wanted? So when I looked back, I also was surprised to see that I'd gotten everything that I wanted. So I don't know where those intentions go. <laughs> like they're, they're very, very much in the front of my mind. Then I go through 12 days and then they go somewhere. And then when I go back and look, it's like, is it just like, um, like if I really think about it, I can hear my heart beating, but then it, that thought passes by, my heart doesn't stop beating, it continues to do the thing. So I don't know if intentions work the same way, where like you bring them to the front of your mind, and then they, 
they disappear into the subconscious somewhere, but they're still there. Like they don't, they don't actually disappear. They just move off. Mm. They move off the screen, but they're still operating in the background. Mm. So that suggests that it isn't important to remember them. Correct. Yeah. That you just can to, to bring them to the front and then let them yeah. do what they do. Yeah. There was tremendous value in checking back in with them, which we both said had sort of happened accidentally. Yeah. Um, and well, it happened accidentally, I understood for, for you. Yeah. And I only checked back because you had checked back and seen that you had everything that you had intended to create, you had created yep. everything that you hoped would happen, um, happened. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I checked back in. But it does seem that um, potentially you can set the intention and just let go of it. You don't need to keep it fore of mind on a post-it note at the end of your nose so that you look at it every day. Mm -hmm. um, having said that, we both took action. Yeah in alignment with our intention yeah and that was a lot of that action was conscious not all yes. of it but yes. some of it was deliberate on purpose conscious action so I think where the next step now so that we're not just talking about this ethereal concept is to look at the questions because I think the questions set us up so that we would get what we wanted without having to like focus on it the whole time, perhaps. Mm. And we can sound? type the questions in the... Below, please Comments find below. the questions. If you're watching this on YouTube, mm. you can see the questions below. Mm. All right, should we read the questions? Yeah, and can should I just toggle the... back and forth? Yeah, we can do. Um, I don't have all the questions I realized when you showed me some of them last night. It, somehow I, well, somehow I only got to question five and I don't know what happened then to me. Um, I have seven questions. Yeah, I think maybe I wrote the answers, but not the questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I want to say is these were about the retreat. I yeah. did them again last night about the next four months. So I adapted them. Oh, cool. So I want to put that in, that they are adaptable. You can change them to yeah. fit, you know, a retreat, your weekend, your year ahead, yeah. whatever you like. Yeah. I love it. Okay. You want to start um, with number one? Yeah, great. So the first question was, what breakthrough would you love to get, even if in this moment you don't think it's possible? Yeah. And the breakthrough in this context is, let's see if I can describe breakthrough. To me, it feels like breaking through an old habit barrier way of being into something new. Yep. That you currently don't have access to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have an add-on question for number one that says, what would life be like then? 
Oh, was that was that in the retreat? I don't know. Letting I mean, you're asking me to remember now, like 15 days ago, which is impossible. Come on, completely now. impossible. What would life be like then? Yeah. Okay. Question two. Number two. What's mm. predictable? What's likely? Mm. So I think this is this question is important because it helped me to see all the ways that I'll, if I want six pack abs, I'm going to eat the potato chips. Like I'm going to get sad or bored or hungry or not eat a meal. I'll be at the quick trip, which is the gas station where I live and they have dill pickle chips and I buy them and then I mm. eat them. So that's predictable. Mm. And that, I think this is helpful because it, for, for at least a minute while I'm answering that question, I'm, I'm right here in my executive functioning part of my brain. Like these are mm. all the ways that I'm going to throw stuff will get in my way. Mm. Yeah. It's a really good question. Um, number three, what version of you would you like to bring into the space? Mm. I, I really like that question. Um, and I answered it yesterday in relating to the next four months. What version of myself would I like to bring forward in the next we four months? I love that. Will you give an example to people that don't speak like that? Like when you say <laughs> the version of me, well, it sounds culty, right? Where people are like, huh? So when you say what version of you, can you give an example? Um, well, for the retreat, I said the free, playful, natural creature um, that I am. Yeah. Um, I said some I said some kind of like arty farty stuff like learning to open my wings and to allow the winds of change to lift me up. What a poet. What a mm. distinguished fellow. Ooh. Um <laughs> if I look at what I wrote for what version of myself would I like to bring into the space or bring forward in the next four months? Um I said the version who plays comfortably at the front of the room mm. when facilitating. Um, again, the me who is playful, the me who is dedicated and committed to excellence. And I've written, you know, two pages of wow. stuff yeah. about the me um, that I want to bring forward in the next four months when I was at the retreat. It was shorter because we yeah, were yeah. going through yes. an activity as a group um, and it was pretty poetic. Yeah. Um, however, to me, um, it was really about liberation and freedom. Mm. It's funny. I didn't have that written my the question three that I wrote it's so funny you and I were at the same retreat right I have how would I like things to go differently <laughs> oh isn't it funny so they're both legit and they both yeah. get to the same thing but it's funny that even you and I yeah didn't have it the same way yeah and I'm I'm looking here I said um I have no idea how interesting this is for Tracy, but never mind. 
Um, I said, allowing the winds of change to lift me up. I wrote that twice for some reason. And mm. then I said, me working with the energy of the wind to soar and fly. And then I've written the word altitude. And then I've yeah. written from there, my bird's eye view. I see the natural connectedness that I am. And although that's very poetic, I knew what it meant. Yeah. And um, and that I achieved that. Beautiful. Curious. Mm. Yeah. This the is all question... about. Oh, sorry. Just that if you want to write it in a poetic way, as long as it, I think it's a beautiful opportunity to get a little bit more creative about how we see things. I tend to be very like, I would like to take 10 steps to the right. I would like to sit mm. in a chair, right? And yours is like, the, I would like to soar. And yeah. Yeah. I noticed the difference because you shared your notes with me and I noticed that it was more of a list. And I was like, I'm, oh, Ali's really concise. <laughs> um, some of the words were even abbreviated, like yeah. diff instead of different. And I was like, yes. oh. Yes. That's yeah. And I'm, I've I'm all bullets. Flowery, yeah. Flowery, flowery. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So question four. Are you ready? I am ready. Super ready. What is the best and worst thing that could happen? That was a hard question for me to answer. Mm. In the moment. So I had that slightly longer. I had um, the best and worst thing that could happen to me this week. Uh-huh. So Got it. I, I in that retreat and when I when I did it last night, it was in the next four best months. Best and worst things that could happen to me yeah. in the next four months. Yeah. Yeah. That makes and, sense. Yeah. And in re response to that one, I said I allow my sort of practiced default um can't even read that word. <laughs> oh, ley lines well traveled mm. in my brain to rule. So I allow those well traveled paths yes. in my brain to simply function. They are yeah. the fastest path from A to B. Yeah. Yeah. They're heavily myelinated to create super speed. I don't need to consciously think. Yep. I just, just react from boom. default. Yeah. Write it all down. Um, so that to me was one of the worst things that could happen um, because I would then not be consciously actively creating something different outside of what was predictable for myself. Yeah. I would just be being super predictable in yeah. my default mode, pick me up and pop me down in Costa Rica. Yeah. I'd just be in a different setting. I wouldn't be practicing anything new or different. Yep. And this question really gets to that because our brains were really good at figuring out all of the terrible things that are going to happen. Mm. What we're not really good at, that's why I like this question is like, and what's the most amazing things that could happen? What are the best mm. things that could happen? Mm. Why again, would I give up those dill pickle chips and their delicious crunch mm. in service of what? what's the best thing that could happen? I yeah. And I just want to make that really real in terms of the worst. It was, I don't raise my hand. Yep. I don't speak up. I freeze. Um, I'm sort of, you know, like a paralyzed frozen relic. 
you know, yeah. I'm just operating from this skeletal, yeah. um, sort of sh like, like a shell yeah. rather than being super present. Um, yeah. Good question. Right. Question five. The only word I have written, and I suspect there is more, is expectations. Okay. You have a fuller question. For I that? do. Thanks. Like a child might, it's, oh. it's a prompt, like a child might, comma, my expectations slash desires are dot, dot, dot. And that's where my bullet list comes in. Okay, so you put down all the desires or did you have expectations and desires as distinct from one another? They're this in my the way I think they're the same. Okay. I have I interpreted that differently when I was okay. at the retreat. Yep. So I had for expect, mm -hmm. brace yourself. I'm ready. Um, but I had um I have on the second page got I desire, but on this side, so I must have understood it at the time. I just didn't write down the full question. But I've got things like I expect to disappoint myself and others. Aha. I expect myself. Um, I can't read that. I expect myself. Um, I expect my obedient girl um, mm. to resurface to protect herself, um, you know, from from the grown up from what, what I as a conscious yeah. grown up and uh, am working to achieve. I expect myself to fail. I expect myself to fall short. I expect myself to get it wrong. And then on the desire side, mm -hmm. I desire to free myself from the shroud. I desire to release myself from the fiction of the walls that don't really exist. Um, I yeah. desire to practice being seen here by these beautiful souls. Mm. Um, and I desire that I experience this, the space as safe, that it feels safe for me. Um, I desire to love the space. It's one <laughs> way to do it. <laughs> Your face. I love that we did it so differently. Yeah. Because mine was the way I, I, my relationship to expectations, I learned in Al-Anon from my lovely friend Joyce, who was like a thousand years old. And she said, an expectation is simply a preconceived resentment. So okay. for me, for me, an expectation is a desire. An expectation is a preconceived resentment. So when we're talking in the world of like living with an addict or an alcoholic, if I expect my husband, who was at that time actively drinking, yeah if I expected him to stop, if I expected him to give up alcohol, if I expected him to not relapse, I was going to be disappointed and resentful. Mm. Mm. My desire was that he would, but mm. I, you know, I can have lots of desires that go unmet. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, my expectations come from my deepest desires. So my desires were really about like, what is it that I want in this space? What do I really desire like from my heart, from my 
soul. So that's why mine is a bullet list. Yeah. So you didn't, I noticed on yours, you didn't put down the. I didn't go to the place where it's like, I expect I'm going to chicken out. I expect I'm going to beat myself up for doing it wrong. Mm. No, because my, my expectation and my, come from my desire. So I just went straight to desire. Again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I did this and then flipped it to yeah, yeah, what I wanted. It's all possible. Mm. And then the next question, and I think there were seven, but oh, I just yes. have this is number six now. Yeah, I, I don't do. have number six. Okay. Um, I don't have number six or number seven, I just have the word request written down and then some stuff written underneath but I I think I've I've missed actually okay so number six I have is which expectations or desires are out of my control Mm. so for the rest how might you take action or make a request so there if there's any expectations or desires that I can't I have no no agency like Mm. I'm kind of like if I want it to not rain in the rainforest, for example, if that was like a desire, mm-hmm. that's not something I, I can do anything about. Mm-hmm. Now, if I want to have like a, a deeper relationship with you and Angela, which is in my control, then I list that. And then I, um, I put down like, what are some actions that I can take? Or what are some requests that I can make of you? Mm. Yeah, I can see from my answers that I was following those questions, but I didn't write them down. You didn't write it down. It's okay. No. no so the, the majority of my expectations were about myself, of myself. Uh-huh. Yep. Rather than yes. about others or of others. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's an important question because, again, it puts us at, in a place where we can see how, like, I really want, let's say, the leaders mm. to do better, let's say. Mm. Well, okay, neat. But that that puts me outside of, of having any impact at all. Mm. And so this is like, inv- I think this question really invites me back in to like, well, okay, I can want things for others and point fingers, but at some point, what do I get to have uh, agency over? Where do I get to play? And what do I own? What can I own? Mm. Which is way more empowering. Of um, the serenity poem. Yes. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. It's a great prayer. Mm. Yeah. When things are out of control, it's really helpful. Mm. Yeah. And here it it really helps to distinguish, okay, I could spend a lot of energy over here. Yeah. Hoping that X, Y, Z happens, but it's completely out of my control or I can focus my energy where I have agency and power. Yeah. So it's yeah. a really nice, small exercise, um, a little bit of writing in, in your journal, um, to just focus back in on where you can actually make change. So if we were to do this with an alcoholic, for example, Mm. I can notice that I can't have control over my husband's drinking. I can't control that. I have no control. But what I can control is I refuse to be around it. Mm. That's something I I, I have a car, right? Mm. I can leave. I have a credit card. I can stay in a hotel. Those are Mm. things that I can control. And being able to like, 
un, mm, unhook. yeah, thank you. Decouple, unhook, mm. right? Mm. From that thing. It's really empowering and puts me back in a position of like, ah, I'm not just, life isn't just happening to me. Mm. Yeah, it's actively, um, I really like the agency in yeah. that question. I really like the invitation to step into your agency, into one's yeah. agency. Yeah. Um, and distinguish as clearly as one can. Yeah. Because that that road, you know, down that road lies madness. Yes. To be sort of like banging on the door of something that we have no control over. We spend a lot of time there and a lot of energy there. Yeah. Um, you know, hand against the forehead or head against the, the wall, just treading water. Yeah. Ah, I'm so tired. I've done so much. I'm yep. trying really hard. You know in a dead end because yes that that isn't the place where we can exert power here with the things that i've distinguished that i can yeah um change is the place to look i this reminds me i was uh in a doing some leadership development yesterday at a university mm -hmm. and we had somebody speaking and she said um a leader doesn't motivate and inspire. A leader creates the conditions for you to be motivated and inspired. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm just writing that down. It oh, I thought I lost you. I thought you were like, no, okay, no, no. stop recording. No, um, it reminds me in the world of parenting mm -hmm. about the parent creating an enabling environment. Enabling in a, I think of enabling as not a good idea. That word has been co-opted as. It as, sure as, has. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the parent creating an environment, if you want to take the word enabling out, but mm -hmm. that word is used in a positive sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that enables yeah. the child, young person, offspring to grow, learn, develop, explore their own agency. Yeah. Yes. And learn. And learn. And to not get in the way of their innate motivation. Yeah. Nice. So it feels very similar. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. All right. You ready for the last question? The sure. last and final question, yeah. number seven. Go. Yeah. It's just, what am I holding on to? You know, what am I holding on to about myself, about others at, at this retreat, about the leaders of this program? And the idea is like, what am I energetically holding on to? Like, they're, for example, um, uh, I, they were doing it wrong. They filled the program with too many people. Um, they hadn't owned all of the clearings that they had created. Like I had, a, I actually had a lot. It's fun when I get to point finger at people, but that these are things that I was holding on to as I was coming into that retreat, and then being able to voice those or at least write them down and get clear. Ah, once again, Allison, I, I'm pretty harsh in my judgments, mm. um, and and noticing like, okay, it's there. I am holding on to these things like to pretend that I'm 
more evolved or that I don't judge people harshly, like, okay, cool. But between me and my notebook, yeah, I actually am pretty harsh in my judgment of people. And the act of writing it all out had me really look at that and go, wow, I still, I still do that thing. I'm, I'm softer now and gentler and have more grace now than I used to, but I still do it. I'm wondering about the positioning of that question at the end yeah. of that line of questions. Um, and I think what's coming to me is that it's there to, like you just said, oh, wow, there's still stuff here. So even though I've gone through the exercise, mm -hmm. focus my attention on my desires, focus my attention on where I have agency and power to yeah. create those desires. Um, what am I holding on to allows me to notice that there will still be, there are still things in my yes. way. Yeah. 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 And the thing that's nice about writing this out is then I was looking at it and I was like, ah, I can let a lot of this stuff go. But if I don't, um, if I don't put it into, again, the, the front part of my brain and yeah, my consciousness, conscious. mm. I'm kind of at the, like, it, it'll just keep happening in the background mm -hmm. and it's just running and I'm mm. not really doing anything about it. Whereas mm. this had me really focus on, ah, I'm, I'm actually holding a lot on all of you. Mm. And that's, um, it was actually an empowering thing to do. Cause then I looked at it and I was like, cool mm. and oh, go ahead no I was just thinking I'm, I'm going to do the exercise again today I did it last night but I'm going to do it again today because my energy is very low I'm looking yeah. at the next four months and feeling um well sad yeah and you know as I experiment with you know living alone for a period of time so I can see that I am holding not necessarily something, although there might be that I'm holding things on other people, but I can see that I'm holding stories in my head. About you. Yeah. You're holding a lot on yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's about my capacity to deal with or not deal with this. Yeah. Um, this adventure opportunity. Yeah curse <laughs> you can relate to it however you want exactly yeah. yeah yeah so um yeah so i'm gonna do it again i'm gonna make a yep. cup of tea and do it, it puts again. you at a place where you get to choose now mm. like once you've laid it all out and you're like oh, i'm you know i'm whatever you, your version is of like mm. what it's like to be at this this transition point mm. and then all the things you believe about yourself what you're holding on yourself and I'd like to point out to Tracy that it is often, for me at least, although I do not believe I'm unique in this, mm. um, a, a question, it will be a question or a case of choosing back into that again and again, over and over. Yeah. As I'm building that new pathway in my mind, um, there will be 
a requirement for me to consciously choose back in because yep. the well myelinated yep. um, default pathway is faster and yeah. will win over every time yes. without me consciously building a new pathway. Yeah. So uh, it will be a case of not just choosing once, but choosing many, repeatedly. many, repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. When you go back into the rut, the well-worn pathway, you're like, ah, yeah. You gotta, get yourself yeah. off to the new one. Yeah. 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 With, to use your words, I think you said these earlier with as much grace and love. Yeah. And self-compassion yeah. as, you know, I or one can muster. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, it's, um, it actually goes faster that way when we can be really um, building that new pathway Hmm. that when we slip back into our old way, Hmm. being really gentle and kind to ourselves, like, oops, Hmm. instead of being like, Hmm. God, I'm such an idiot. Hmm. And beating ourselves. It just, it's a lot more energy and it takes longer. Instead of just being like, oops, go back Hmm. and keep plowing that new path. Yeah. And again, I'm thinking as I would, um, because of my background, but thinking about how I would redirect a yes. child or a young person yes, or, or anyone actually who wasn't me, but certainly someone who was younger. And as this pathway is newer, it is, it is therefore younger. Yeah. Um, and so I would redirect that person lovingly. I wouldn't whack them. them on the back of their head and yeah. nudge that, you know, shove them over to the right I would gently encourage them over to the right um so so yes I can see um I can see some opportunity for myself here to Mm. practice lovingly bringing myself back to the path that I have consciously chosen yeah knowing that I will fall off it regularly and bring myself back. The other thing I notice when I can do that for myself is how much I can do that then for others. Because mm. I judge myself really harshly, which is why I judge others harshly. And I'm now noticing how how less harshly I judge others because I am less harsh on myself. Yeah. So it does translate. Yeah, yeah, as always, you know, what what's the expression? Charity begins at home or something? Oh, I don't There's know. Some expression like that. Yeah, sounds very charity British. Be- charity begins at home. So it's yeah, practice mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And that's what's beautiful about these questions is that these are all about you. They're for you. They're by you. Mm. They're all they're yours. Nobody ever had to like nobody saw any of this. No. Yeah, I mean, you graciously shared yours with mine, and I have now shared some of and mine. You've now on posted podcast. them on Facebook. Yeah, but um, but yeah, that is the beauty of this is that, and also, you know, I did this twelve days ago. Yeah, I did it last night. I'm going to sit with a cup of tea now and do it again. So it's not a one and done. No, it's a something that you know you can take twenty minutes and and dip back into. Yeah. Um, And it's private. Yeah. As private as you want it to be. So I think what I've learned from going through these questions again and talking about them with you is that it isn't, the power isn't in having them written down so that 
I can go back and read them. The power is in going through the questions that stuff happens inside the mind that then click, click, click starts to put things together mm. such that when I did go back 13 days later, mm. I was like, I literally got everything on my bullet list. I had like, I don't know, 15 things written down. Yeah. They were all like, boom, 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 boom. So I didn't have to keep them in the front of my mind because I'd worked my way out. And somehow that went in to the background and operated, maybe operated in the background such that at the end of the, the retreat, I was like, I got all the stuff I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I've noticed that many times. Yeah. With, you know, speaking a desire out into the world or putting a picture to it. Yeah. You know, cutting a picture out and sticking it on the on the fridge door or, you know, um, all the many ways that we can sort of um, – speak or create our desire as more real we take the next step beyond a thought yes um in this case it was writing so creating yep. written words around those those thoughts and making them concrete and i have heard from neuroscientists in the world that our subconscious or unconscious part of our brain doesn't know what we're thinking until we either say it out loud or write it down so it may be that just the act of writing it down or speaking it aloud lets the unconscious part of our brain start working on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seems a little mystical. And yet. Well, yeah. I mean, the mind responds to instruction. Yeah. So we yeah. are giving it instructions by mm -hmm. mapping these pieces out. So how do I get the instruction to stop eating all the dill pickle chips? I have no idea. That's a different, that's a different podcast. That's a different one. Yeah. That's the dill pickle podcast. I love dill. Mm. So that's your takeaway. I'm assuming. It is. Mm. What is your takeaway? My takeaway is that actually there are many ways to do this. Mm -hmm. Mine was my my language was quite flowery and poetic, just like you. Um, yours was more concise, more specific, mm -hmm. and yet we both got the things that we intended to get. Yeah, we both created the things that we wanted to create. Um, so for me, that's really. Um, exciting because mm. it's kind of like you can't get it wrong yes you just do it the way you do it you answer these questions the way you answer them mm. that feels really liberating mm. Mm. I love that yay us cool all right short one landing the plane <clears throat> um is there anything else that you need to say to feel complete about our podcast today Mia. No, I enjoyed the brevity of it. Thank you. Me as well. All right. Mm. Ciao, lady. Bye. Bye, Tracy. Bye, Sharon.